If you guys have been watching this show for the past five years now, almost, you know I love poker. You know I live, eat, and breathe poker, especially during WSOP time of year. I've shared with you all of my losing stories. There's very few winning stories. Uh, and I'm super excited today because my guest actually wins poker tournaments, big poker tournaments. And I'm going to pronounce his name the way he just said it because it sounds so cool. Johan Gilbert. Oui. How'd I do? That was good, right? Yeah, that's you're almost <laughs> French now. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost French. So I'm playing at a poker table, uh, and I don't remember which tournament it was. The first one, the yeah. COVID. Uh, oh, right, COVID relief. Right, right, right. So I'm playing in the COVID relief tournament, and the girl to my left recognizes me. Yeah. And she goes, I've played with you before, and I'm looking at her like, no, you haven't. I'm literally like, you got me confused, because I'm not certainly not a famous poker player. And she's like, yeah, I played with you at Gardens Casino, and that was one time I played on a live stream, because I'm friends with Jeff Madsen. And uh, he was like, hey, come, you know, come play in this game. It's just like a, it's a casual, you know, the blind, I think the blinds were five and ten or something. It wasn't anything crazy, you know. So I was like, yeah, I'm down, you know. And so I went and I busted Madsen up and we'll get to that later. But uh, it's my po only poker highlight. And uh, she was right. She recognized me. And then she was like, yeah, so there's two. And I certainly don't consider myself a celebrity. But uh, she's like, there's two famous people at the table. And I'm like, who the other one? And she points to you. And uh, I'm like, really? And so she shows me your Instagram. So I punch up the Instagram. You're actually famous, though. I'm, I'm nobody on the poker uh, totem pole. But uh, yeah. And then we got to talking. And, and, and you kept your word. You said you'd do the show. And here you are. Yeah, it was amazing of you just like inviting me like uh, in your in your podcast right away and uh, nice playing with you and uh, it was a fun tournament i i didn't uh, i didn't win that tournament i went like 16 or something but uh, it was a, a good start of the world series did you get to 16th in that yeah wow yeah like I, that was in one day event so it could like have be first place in in one day directly right. arriving but it would have been too easy so I sadly was out not long after I met you. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we had a big... Uh, now I remember we had... Uh, I got lucky against you with uh, Ace-10 and made a full house. Yep. Whatever. You read me well. Yeah. You you definitely say my hand. Yeah. And you had a set on the flop. And I have just top pair on the flop be, that became runner, runner, full house <laughs> to beat your full house. Yeah. And it was all and downhill. I was impressed by the <laughs> by the read, but also yeah. you can't fold. And uh, to be honest, even if I'm a pro, I would have not fold that spot. So yeah. I, I guess it's like perfect call. You didn't even reach off, so I guess it was perfect. Thank you. Thank yeah. I got, oh my God, now I got two poker highlights. I, I I bluffed Jeff Madsen out of a pot, and now you're giving me props for for good play. I have, good, I have good memory. You see? Yeah, I that's good. That yeah. How do it, you remember all the hands like I that? I don't know. It pop ups. Uh, to to be honest, I didn't even uh, prepare that I would say that because I I didn't uh, think about that we play a hand. But it's something that happens with poker. It's like I see the person. And then I pop up everything. Uh, everything um, makes sense again. So, like, I see you exactly at the table. I see you exactly which sheet you had. You were in front of the dealer. I know it's yep. been like two months. I know it's been like uh, I played 40 tournaments since then. But still, I remember where you were placed. And I remember then, yeah, the, the end, really. It's like I make screenshots. I feel like and poker players in, in general are like that. Like, I'm not 
uh, I'm not uh, special in that case. I, I, I think like many professional poker players, they just make screenshots of the of the highlights of their uh, big ends they play, even if they are in a in a beginning of a tournament. And when they see the person, boom, everything come back. And okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that talent. That's probably why I'm not winning. <laughs> but, but you remember about your Mats, your Madsen hand? Uh, yeah. The, the hand against Madsen, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I'll never forget that one, the you hand see? against Madsen. Yeah. That was, that was epic. Uh, wow. And so how many events did you play this series? So I was playing uh, everything uh, above 3K, I think. So uh, I guess it's, uh, I didn't count exactly. I, I guess it's 30. Okay. Yeah. And how many caches? Uh... Seven. That's incredible. Yeah, but I lost money on that uh, trip. So sometimes really? that, but yeah, because I, I lost on the big ones. Yeah. So when you lose, I was winning before the big ones, but the yeah. big ones came like in three days. And there was a 250, 100K and a 50K. Yeah. yeah so I, yeah. a lot of people that listen to this, this isn't necessarily just a poker show, obviously, no. when we talk about everything. Yeah. So a lot of people, I don't think they realize that there are events bigger than the main event. You know, the main event's a 10K buy-in. Obviously, I think that has the most amount of people that yep. play. But there are 25K buy-in, 50K, 100K, and then you even played in a 250K buy-in. Yeah. Now, when you play in those, do, are you selling any action or... So in the 100K, I have a full action of myself. In, uh, in the 250K... Uh, I sold uh, just a bit, but uh, yeah, mostly my action. And you don't satellite in, right? You, no. You just you just fire away. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just start with high rollers this year, and I'm, I was playing cash game all the all, all the years. Uh, my, my career was about cash game, so mm -hmm. I made my money in cash game. Uh, I also made money uh, with my uh, coaching website in uh, in French. So. Uh, about poker, so I have the first French school about poker. It's called PokerPro.fr, and I also made money with uh, cryptocurrencies that I sold uh, pretty high when I bought pretty low. So the all in uh, made me accumulate a bankroll that that allow me to play those events now. Yeah. But I took my time. Uh, I've been 11 years playing professionally. Uh, professional. Po I'm a professional poker player since uh, for 11 years, and. Uh, yeah, it took me time to enter those those big high rollers of 50k. It's not like that. That's right. Of course, I, I I decide to play them. Yeah. And you still play cash games? Yeah, I still play cash game less than before. Uh, before was my my daily routines were just to play 10 hours cash game, and now my daily routines are just to play tournaments 10 hour and sometimes cash game. Yeah, I go in those shows that yeah. invite me, or also I saw you on live at the bike, right? Yeah. Like you you went Hustler also in yeah. the middle of the WSOP. Went to LA real quick, played live at the bike. I right? even oh yeah, I even went to Europe real quick uh, in the middle of the WSOP. <laughs> One really? week, yeah, and came back yeah. <laughs> just I, to see family or just yeah to change uh, to change air to make a break in the middle of WSOP to go. There was no travel ban anymore, so I went to Europe like few days. But after a few days, I wanted to play poker again, <laughs> so uh -huh. I watched what can I play in Europe, <laughs> and I went to Cyprus for. Yeah. Yeah. days, play, and then come back to Vegas. Now, you showed me, I remember when I was playing with you, you showed me um, one of your posts on Instagram, I think it was of your old house, or someone showed me, the, the girl that recognized you maybe uh, oh, yeah. was showing me, like, you had this incredible house, like, you have big parties at this house, it had a crazy view and nice pool and you were like yeah that's not really the nice house there's a new wait till you see the new house there's a yeah, yeah. i have you want some yeah picture? <laughs> okay some highlights i have i have a picture yeah the, no i have a good apartment now I, I'm, I'm renting but uh, it's uh it's uh it's an amazing one i live in malta do you know malta yeah, only because of you. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a small island in uh, in the Mediterranean Sea. It's a beautiful like that's my view for the oh from my the bed. God. 
and you can uh, swipe right and, and see. Uh, Travis, can you can you see that or no? Is there? Oh, that's oh. from that's from the bed. Look at that. The, that's the, your bedroom view. Yeah, that there is the sea everywhere. Oh the, my that's god! The pool. Look at this. This house is crazy. This is infinite pool with the sea, and I'm, no, I'm 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 in love with that house, and and uh, sadly it's uh, it's it was sold. So I think after my 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 lease, I would I would need to leave it, but it's not sure yet. So let's see, let's see how it evolved. <laughs> wow, I love it. Yeah, I need to book a trip for sure. Yeah, and uh, you will come in in one of the party. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, so when you do when you put up uh, like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars for a poker tournament, and like so when I you know I satellite in. For like the for the main event, yeah. Um, so it hurts when you lose, yeah. But it doesn't sting real bad. Does no. it sting real bad when you lose the hundred, or you, you've just you're able you've been playing so long you can take the ups and the downs? Yeah, uh, I, you know it's been uh, one day only. Yesterday I lost. Uh, I, I came thirteen of the hundred k for ten paid, so it's like three from the bubble. Right. We were sixty four. Uh, entries and uh, so it's really close to the money so if I came 10 place I, I would have win 167k and by coming certain place I, I just lose 100k so there is like a huge gap between oh. the two <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but uh, yeah on the day I was uh, I was a bit uh, sad but now it's one day um, more it's like it's the next day I'm, I'm feeling okay yeah. So it's good. It means that I'm, uh, I really wait uh, so many years before playing those, and I really prepared in terms of, uh, of skills, I guess. I, I can even improve, uh, but uh, in terms of mental, in terms of bankroll management. So, yeah, the, the, the goal is to be in a way uh, where you don't see that as, as, as real money. If you mm -hmm. don't see that as real money, it's a good sign. Uh, if you see that like, oh, I could have to do that with 100K and everything, then it means that you are not at the right place when you play the 100K. You, you should not play it then. Right. Yeah. Hmm. You said something when we were playing that day. Um, it wasn't against me. You were in a hand with someone else, and, and you, I think you, you raised pre-flop, uh, and then you made a bet on the flop, and he came over, the, he re-raised you, and you folded, and you said, I'm patient. I don't know if you remember that yeah. hand, um, but it stuck with me for most of the tournament because... Just the the discipline again. I'm you know I played cash games like just socially for 20 years or whatever my whole life you know. But really trying to play tournaments and get better and you know the last couple of years since 2019, 2018, 2019. Um, and so I'm still a rookie and it's it's like I'm still I I get probably way too emotional when I lose a big mm. pot or uh, you know I go from chip leader to at my table to bust so fast. Uh, so often it makes me sick, um, and so when I hear you say, you know, mm. I see hear, see you raise preflop, bet the flop, and then not be afraid to just go away, and then you actually say, no, bro, I'm patient. Um, it really resonates with me, okay. you know. Is yeah, the, the goal is to be in control of what you do and knowing uh, if the fold is the right fold, then do it. Uh, like the main problem uh, in poker is not knowing if it's. Uh, a good fold or a bad fold. So when we don't know, but then <laughs> we we are so tilt because <laughs> we don't know the answer. So as long as we know like 99% of the answers uh, of different spots, we are comfortable with doing the, the right thing. If it's a fold, we mm -hmm. are really comfortable with it. Um, yeah, the, and to know all those things, you need to learn and study the game. Like the, there is no other 
way. Like it's you need to dedicate yourself to study the game, and that's that's something not a lot of people are willing to do. Is there ever a time when you fold in a spot like that where you actually do think you're still ahead, but folding is still the right move, or no? If you think you're ahead, you should be in. Um, okay, so most of the time, no. If you think you are ahead, most of the time you need to you need to call. Uh, there is like some moments where you fall like that. Uh, there are the bubble moments where uh, you are close to the money. Right. So even if you are ahead, you you would fall because you will you will just wait that one player or five players or ten players will 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 get eliminated on other tables to get the money. Mm -hmm. So that's one moment. Also, another moment like that is in the final tables where there is the big. Um, Pay jumps, yep. uh, and exactly the, that situation happened. You, you you know you are ahead most of the time. The chip leader is raising any two cards, and uh, and it's just like he's just like stealing the blinds, and you know you are getting st stolen, and you have a good end, but you need to fold because you are, for example, that medium stack where like you have the same chips as like two other people, and there is like maybe one or two really short stack that will like just bust in uh, maybe a few minutes and. By them busting, you win money. Right. So you just like wait that they bust and boom, pay jump for you. Right. So you fold that situation where you are ahead against the chip leader that raised, but you just fold. Mm -hmm. No ego. Just no like ego. it's called ICM, like independent chip model. Mm -hmm. But there is like so many concepts in poker to learn about. And like the more you learn, the more you earn. <laughs> it's like <laughs> definitely how poker works. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not easy because like everybody will do it if no, but right. Yeah, how much um, do you worry about the size of your chip stack during a tournament? Uh, this is another thing that I've been, I'm using this almost as a coaching session. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, uh, I think the other problem I have is I get too obsessed with my size of my chip stack, um, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to break that habit. But yeah. that's a bad habit, right? Yeah. First thing, don't watch at the average. Uh, average stack is is like a data that is like completely useless. Uh, most of the time, uh, you just like um, need to think. Um, I'm alive in the tournament. The most important is to survive. Mm -hmm. Tournament is a game of surviving. It's not a game of accumulate accumulating chips. Uh, use your stack as a uh, see your st your stack your chip stack as a life bar. Like in a video game, like yep. you have only one life bar, and that's it. You have no, even if there is a rebuy possible uh, and everything, don't see it as another life because you need to pay for that other life. So the, it's not another life. You you have only one life in tournament, and that life you need to, even if you have like just a little bit of life, you are still alive, and that's way more important than just trying to have a full bar of life or, or being the chip leader of the table or um, being worried because you were the chip leader and now you are the short stack. or be, No, those things are not that important. You need to um, not, um, unzoom, like uh, imagine like you are too much maybe in a zoom sometimes and you need to yep. take distance and just say, okay, I'm alive. How many left? The more time you will stay alive, the more people will bust on other tables and the yep. more you will be close to the money. And that's the goal, no? Making the money then maybe chipping up a bit, but still the goal is to stay alive at the end. If you manage to go, um, let's say, uh, the maximum time in, in, in semi-final or in final table, you give your chance, even with 10 blind or five blind, 
five big blind, you give your chance a possibility to win the tournament. Mm -hmm. And that's where the price are really high. So the goal is not to arrive in final table with a cheap lead or something or to arrive uh, uh, to be in the middle of the tournament and be the cheap leader and say to everybody, I'm the cheap leader or feel like a cheap leader. The goal is just to arrive the maximum amount of time, not in the money, but uh, close to the final table, like two table left or final table. Right. To give your sense yeah. that opportunity. I had Mike Matisau on another show that I co-host, a sports betting show called Wisecracks. And... Um, we were talking about the main event, and he said the main event is probably the only tournament that you don't have to bluff day one. You you don't. There's no reason to bluff day one mm. um, because the levels are so long. And so I kind of took that with me too into into the main event, which helped because I I do like to bluff, <laughs> but um, mm. I didn't bluff at all uh, in the main event day one. And at after the first break, I had 129k after the first level uh, of the main. Amazing. It was double good, stack, right? yeah, yeah more text, than double the stack. I text Madsen. He was like, "Wow!" And I text Ray. I'm friends with Randall Emmett, uh, you know, and he was like, "Wow!" He, they both said, "Go slow, take your time," you know. And so I tried to do that, uh, but I was out shortly after dinner, um, which is so frustrating. Um, yeah, maybe the goal for you is like just to stop uh, sinking uh, short run. Like sometimes, like when you text. After the first level, your stack, it's already show that you are like, just, <laughs> but just don't, don't do that. Just uh -huh. don't text, like just, just play. Yeah. Just play your hands and play tight. Yeah. The more, the less, okay. If you are not a pro and you want to have the more chance to, to win big in the main event, my best advice will be just play the tightest possible. Just mm -hmm. play tight, like just fold everything and just play top 10% of N, which is, one end every 10 ends in average. Sometimes you will not play even during 30 ends, and sometimes then you will play three ends in a row because you will have ace-king, ace-queen, right. and uh, and pocket jacks in a row. Um, just like play super tight and play for value. What is value is just bet and get paid off by the by the person with, with uh, worse ends than you. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing. Don't bluff, in fact. Don't need to bluff. Like in three days of the main event, this day, this time I, I made day three. Uh, busted. Um, I busted of the main event with um, first kings against jacks all in preflop. He made a jack, and then aces against kings all in preflop. Me aces, and he made a straight. So I bust like that of the main event day three. But I didn't bluff a single n in three days. Not in day one. Wow. I I think I didn't bluff a single n in three days. That's insane. Or maybe if I bluffed was like a lead. Literally, like a, a small pot where I just bet once. Right. So it's not a real bluff. But right. I didn't make a real bluff because I didn't need uh, to do. Um, I just wait for opportunities to value my opponents. I value when I have a, when I know they have a big end and I have a bigger end. I value them the maximum possible. Even I am not afraid to 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 go lean on the river for the two times the pot if I think the opponent will call that because mm -hmm. I think people. You so we many times recreational amateur player they 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 underrate how much people are curious and they think I need to not bet too big to get paid. But sometimes you just go all in on the river. It doesn't make sense for the guy and he just call you. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so they think you're trying to buy it. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. They they think you try to bluff them. Right. Uh, of course, if they play their tournament live, they might not pay because they are like covered. That's where you can maybe uh, bluff them, but. If they have enos chips and your all in is like less than than their chips, do all in like right. they they will pay. Right. Uh, even if it's two times the size of the pot, three times, 
It's that there is no no limit on that. And people, oh, I cannot bet more than the pot. He will he will escape. Blah blah blah. No, that's right. where you take the maximum value and you have like more life for later. Right. And you can handle the bad bits because you right. have big chips. You and if they throw it away, you still you still get the pot anyway. Yeah, so. you still get the pot anyway. Yeah. Right. And most I of like the time, that. they if if you know they are they have a good end because they played in a way they have a good end, mm -hmm. and you have like super good end. Right. Then value them the max. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, and for me, I'm having fun when I play. I'm super stressed out. Like it's in the tournaments. Why? Uh, I don't know. I think I just put so much, maybe too much pressure. So you already answered my question. I was going to say, is it stressful for you? But no, I don't think it is, right? No, it's a bit when I go in in big tournaments like 100K or 250. But it's, right. uh, no, it's not at the point where I know what I have to do. I, I do it. But it's not in the point where I'm stressed. Yeah. I, I, I feel it's, it's strange that you are stressed because you are like, you, you have a podcast, you, you're right. very social. So I don't know why you are stressed. Yeah, it's not the money. It's, it's, uh, yeah, of course. It's the competition, I think. I think it's, it's the just wanting to. Uh, I've never cashed in a WSOP event. I've only played 2019 and then this year. Okay. And maybe that's a total of maybe 20 events total um, in the, between the two years. Uh, you know, because I don't play anything really over. 3K uh, for yeah. WSOP. I might have put other than the main. Um, and you're stressed at the table. I didn't notice yeah. that. No? No. Yeah. Uh, maybe in that one I wasn't because it, was, uh, it was the first one. And yeah. like, yeah, whatever. It and was like, the beginning of the And there's the rebuys. So like, yeah. whatever, even though I didn't rebuy. Oh, what's your thought on that? Uh, uh, do you rebuy into tournaments? What, what do you factor yeah, in do. for that? Uh, there is no... The only factor to rebuy a tournament is the same factor as uh, to entry a tournament. It's just the same thing. Like, a rebuy just means an entrance. So, if you already uh, entry in the tournament, it means that you decide that tournament is uh, profitable for you or that you're doing for fun. And even if it's not profitable on the long run, you're willing to lose a bit of money because poker is your passion. So it's the same thing as rebuy. Like if I play a tournament as a pro, it's because I think it's profitable for me mm -hmm. on term of money. So the rebuy will be profitable as well. The only case where uh, the rebuy is not profitable, it's maybe if I'm in a super high roller and the guy, uh, when I buzz, the guys that are left in the tournament are only the pros. Let's say like the amateurs player busted, maybe the rebuy is less profitable. Mm -hmm. That's the only case. But uh, yeah, that most of the time it's profitable to rebuy even with ten blind, even with ten big blinds. So, right. Yeah. And what about late registration? Do you do you like going in late sometimes or? Yeah, actually, I like to go late with uh, in in smaller buy-ins because uh, I um, I need to optimize my sleep and my uh, and my uh, physical condition, mental condition for the whole trip. So I cannot play like twelve hour a day uh, during two months, and and. Destroy myself in a smaller buy-ins when I'm gonna have the big buy-ins at the end. Mm -hmm. So I need to to do that. Uh, I guess for an amateur player, it's better to late reg in any case if he wants to make uh, more money right. on the long run because right. he will like avoid. Uh, first of all, he's not used to play 12 hour like a pro. Right. Second, he will be way more lost with a lot of chips compared to the blinds than with a shorter stack where it's way more more easy because it's just like push or fall or yep. stuff like that. Yep. So less less space for making big mistakes. Because yeah. like the mistakes at the beginning cost way, um, in a certain way, way more uh, in terms of chips because you will lose like 100 blind 
yeah. you know if you lose but you still lose the tournament if you lose 10 blind uh, when you have 10 blind at the end but you just lose 10 blind in a certain way so right. it's more easy to play um, yeah, I would suggest that for the recreational player, but also they want to have fun. If they come right. and they burst after uh, 10 minutes, maybe they are they are even more frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I considered just going into day two of the main. I think it's the best. Um, and then I was applauding myself for not doing it after the first <laughs> I think you should. After the first level, because I had 129K. I was like, oh, I did the right thing. And then I was, and later I was like, damn it, why didn't I just go to day two? 60 blind is a lot. You, you, main event is really particular. You could have, have enjoyed your time on day two also, because you would have 60 blinds. So in, in any case, you would have rarely burst in one hour. Right. So still, you would have played a few hours in the day two at least, and maybe have more, yeah for sure more chance to catch the main event. Yeah. Yeah. So next year, day two might be the way to go. Day two. No, for sure. Yeah. Now, I would suggest uh, that for any non-professional poker player. I, I'm, when I'm doing that, I'm I'm losing EV myself, like expecting value because I want recreational player right? in the, in the in the first day. Yeah. Right. I want them at the beginning. But uh, I also want because I'm a coach. I also want to advise them the the real thing. So. Yeah, if you are just an amateur in poker, just play the latest possible, yeah. and you will increase your chance to make the money and to and to go far in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's amazing. Thank you for all that. Um, so I'm curious, when you first, uh, how old were you when you first decided you wanted to start playing poker, and did mom and dad think you were crazy? Uh, I was, I was uh, twenty. I was 20, but I was already having uh, living by myself since uh, my 18s, and I was uh, I was independent. So they thought, yeah, they thought uh, they say the the things that parents say. They say like, uh, we will not support that, and uh, yeah, of course you will have to you will have to <laughs> to help yourself in everything. <laughs> yeah. Not in a way that we don't talk to you anymore, but in a way where like they, they are pretty clear about like I cannot come to them and say, Oh, please help with money right. or something if uh, if something goes wrong, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I said, Yeah, I don't care. I mean I'm I'm doing my stuff and yeah. and I at the beginning I was like just making like maybe fifty euro a day, like playing ten, twelve hours. Yeah. So fifty euro is like yeah sixty dollars fifty five dollars really playing like what one three Life. or something or? no it was even less it was in Sardinia in Cagliari uh, you know Sardinia little island of Italy okay um I was playing there uh, I was living there um to have a life that cost a bit less also good weather I was playing there learning Italian at the table speaking with the the, the, the people at the table so every day playing with them ten twelve hours we were playing twenty five fifty cents wow. Uh, the blinds, so the stack, 50 euro, some, some buy-ins, 100 euro. And uh, there was a dealer at the table, so it's like 25 cents, 50 cents big blind. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and 51 <laughs> sometimes, 50 yeah, cents, one dollar. Sure. Yeah. And tournaments of 30 dollar, 30 euro and 50 euro in the, in, the, in the poker room also. Wow. Yeah. And now look at you. <laughs> step by step. <laughs> yeah. It took, yeah. It took long to... But yeah, I, I started playing EPTs and stuff uh, in 2012 already. So it's uh, 5Ks and stuff. But I was playing mainly cash game, yeah. And I was buying the tournaments um, outside of a good bankroll management. So it was a, a mistake. But many players, they did that mistake to buy in um, pretty quick big tournaments mm -hmm. or too big compared to what they, what they should do. Yeah. yeah. And do you play online too? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I played uh, all my life online, uh, all my all the 10 years uh, I start with live games but I, I, I definitely moved to online after one year and, and continue to play live on the side uh, yeah online helped me to 
yeah, help me a lot because it, 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 it makes me play 12 to 24 tables at the same time. So like you just like learn so much, you know, so much spots, right. automatic. 12 to 24 tables at the same time. Yeah, during like 10 <laughs> hours a day. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. insane. Like for example, there was three years in a row where I, I, I didn't take a single day break. Really? Yeah, from Monday to Sunday included, uh, 12 to 24 table, 10 to 12 hour a day. But that's how I, 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 I improve in terms of level and I, I made a, a bankroll that allowed me to play high stakes in the Bellagio. In um, 2015, December 2015, I, I, I booked a trip, another trip to Vegas, this time to play cash game um, during winter. Um, with the money I accumulate playing uh, last three years like crazy online uh, in cash games. And I, I start playing with those guys that were at the Bellagio since so many years and they didn't see an online player like me arriving in the winter because like the Euros come for the World Series, but yep. they don't come like in the winter randomly. Right. Or maybe there was one guy. And uh, yeah, I was like bluffing spots where people don't bluff. I was like doing things that people, like that online people were doing, but live people were not aware of. And I made like my first six-figure months in uh, December 2015 in uh, Bellagio playing uh, 25.50. So I made like 120K profit. And uh, I remember that like because it was a, a milestone. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, my best months before that were like um, 30K, 35K. Oh, I went once. Uh, no, uh, no. After that, I, I win an online tournament for like 170k. But before that, uh, yeah, it was my 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 best months was just grinding the cash game and yeah. making like 25, 30k a month. Yeah. What's the most you've won in a single tournament? Uh, it was in this August in Cyprus. I won a 25k Super High Roller Ball on 83 player. I came first for 500k. And the next day, I played 100K, or two days later, and I came third for 560K, so like both in the... Wow. Yeah. That's a nice week, huh? That was, yeah, and that's my start of high rollers so, uh, this year, so it's really like a good start for now, for yeah. high rollers yeah. Wow. Mm. Uh, and when you were little, when you were a little kid, what did you, what did you want to do with your life? Mm. I wanted to be a radio speaker. Really? Actually, I was, uh, yeah. So I was in uh, using SM7. Uh -huh. Is it SM7? No? We use the microphone SM7 in France, okay. uh, which is the most famous one of the sh of Shure, I think. But this one looks... You know that Shure SM7B. Okay, that's... Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so I was using that like... Uh, How come we don't have that, Travis? Because ours are better. Oh. Those right. are better, yeah, for sure. <laughs> these ones are pretty... These ones are yeah, good. The go. one you're talking about is the best, but this one's pretty good. Yeah, okay. I, I know. Uh, then um, what I wanted to say is like I was doing radio from 18 to 21 when I discovered poker, basically. So I was a radio host in uh, in France. So I had my uh, first I was doing the, you know, the the speaker that speak about uh, the music. Like say, OK, uh, you have 30 seconds to speak. You say yeah, like, like, OK, a DJ, like a radio DJ. Yeah. 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 Okay. You put the music and sure. I was doing my own uh, realization with the. Uh, uh -huh. I don't know if you use fade that software. Fade in as, you're, fade as, in. as yeah. the music's coming in? Exactly. Yeah, really? And we had, we had uh, the countdown for the intro before the guy speak, uh, because before the, the singer starts singing, right. you, can, you can just like finish your sentence yep. right at that moment. Yeah. So I was doing that during two years, and then I, I decided to do my own uh, web radio show. So that was the time with uh, Winamp. Do you know Winamp? Yep, yep. And a shootcast. So it was like the beginning of the web radio. Yep. And I was doing my own web radio in my place. We had a, 
a little studio. We created a little studio in my room, in my bedroom, and and with a few friends, we we did a show with like uh, calls to people, random people, with like funny things, with um, huh. more talk show, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I I couldn't earn money with uh, with those talk shows, so only way to earn money was me being a DJ. But it was small money, and every time I wanted a bigger show, something like a talk show, I was making proposition to radio, and every time, well, you know, it's nice, but. Uh, yeah, maybe more uh, come back next year or we are full this year. So like I get refused so many times and I was so frustrated and I, I wanted to be a radio star uh, in Paris. And I, I, I noticed that it was so hard and the people are, who are, were the radio star, they were like 50 years old and they were in the game since 30 Forever. years. Yeah. And I, I didn't, and I wanted to be like crushing that and I couldn't and then I discovered poker. <laughs> and I was going after all the shows. I was going playing all night poker, cash game in Paris. It was like one two the blind. Yeah. Uh, like, but I was putting the minimum like fifty euro, sometimes hundred euro. Now, if I was losing like twice and rebuying, I was so mad at me because like it was a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I start learning because I lost like all my money on, on, on that I had on the side, which was like maybe three thousand euro in three months by playing all nights there. And I was so mad at me that I decided to, but I had no money to continue play, so I was just waiting for the next uh, pay slip to play. So then I decide what I will do is like, just learn the game, learn the strategies, and just come back when I'm ready, you know? And I, I, I took three months off and I just read books about poker. It was 12 years ago now, there was way better way than books because books are too old school and not concrete enough to, to learn, but still at that time it was okay. And I came back and I earned like maybe 11K or something like that in, in six months uh, by playing those, those, those people in the same uh, club in Paris. Then I decided to, to stop uh, radio because I, I couldn't have an opportunity to have my talk show. I was so pissed off. I was earning shitty money. Uh, I decided to quit and be full-time poker player. And I left Paris because it was expensive to live in Paris. The games were expensive also. Two two playing two two require, to be honest, a bankroll of like at least uh, fifty buy-ins of the. If you buy in two hundred, like fifty, at least ten thousand. And I, 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 by earning eleven k in six months, I had not eleven k on my account. So of course you right. need to live. So basically, yeah, I had maybe four k, five k, and it's too too small, too risky to continue to play two two. So I went to Sardinia playing those 25, 50 cents and 51 and I was way more comfortable and uh, right. my rent was only 500 euros. So I could like way more uh, play those things. It was 2010. So yeah, it was 12 years ago. And uh, yeah, it was the best decision then because the poker became my full-time occupa uh, occupation in 2012, 10, 10. That's so, great. Yeah. You've said bankroll management a bunch of times. Everyone I know that is successful in the game says it just beats it to death, bankroll management. It's clearly the most, would you say it's the most important yeah. factor? Yeah. Yeah? That's the most. Yeah. How did, did it take a long time to get the discipline? Mm. Yeah. Especially, uh, maybe not when you are an adult. Like if you are like 30 or 30 or 40 years old, you maybe take less time than a 20 years old guys. Yeah. But most of the pros, they are like uh, young. So we have difficulty, we have more, okay, so basically people who are older have more difficulty to play online because it's too fast and they are not used to computers like we are, right. but we have difficulty <clears throat> to manage our bankroll because we don't know life, okay? <laughs> no, ma, me, no, now I'm yeah. 32, but 
when I was 20. So, so the whole, <laughs> that's why poker is so complicated as a pro because we need the skills of uh, all the person that had the lifetime of, uh, that had the financial problems and also solve them and, and understand how it's, you need to manage your bank account and stuff. And we need also to be that young guy that, uh, that can like uh, literally study a game like that and, and play ma many tables at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the, the most complicated thing in poker. Yeah. Both combined. We had Maria Ho on last week. Yeah. <clears throat> she was talking about bankroll management. She's a good player. And, uh, and, uh, and she then was talking about how it's tough when you win. You know, when you guys win, it's very public. Right? When you get to a certain level, when you win a tournament, obviously people go online, they see how much you win, you're posting it on Instagram. And she said it's tough how a lot of friends and family will come and, you know, they see you cast for half a million or 600,000 and they need some money. Uh, and she said she even gets, she's had complete strangers on her rail <laughs> when she's playing complete strangers and she cashes, you know, she, she, whether she wins or comes in third, whatever she comes in, she said she's had people follow her to the cage and like, kind of like with a handout, like <laughs> expecting, Incredible. expecting some money. It's crazy. But have you had to, had to manage that with like friends and family or? I'm lucky enough to not have to handle those things. I don't know why. My my, I think I'm always uh, very careful about my uh, Your uh, my surrounding. Yeah. Yep. So I have only people, uh, honestly, that are great, and I don't take too many people in my surroundings. So that's why probably I don't have to handle those things. So I'm really grateful for the people I have in my life because yeah. no one made like some. Uh, some bad things uh, on that. Or, right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and I saw you lately, you've been posting a lot about NFTs. Yeah, I was, I was actually, I was involved a bit uh, just to try to understand. I had like some, some people that proposed me to, to, to join in. Um, I, I, I didn't, uh, I was not into NFTs, so I, I, did, I wanted to understand better. So for now, I'm still in the, in the mode where I observe everything because I still think we are early in the process. Yeah. So for now, we need to understand what is the utility of everything. Something are art, something is art, and something is also um, can be uh, used in real life. Like, for example, if your house is a is an NFT one day, it means that instead of having this lawyer plus this person plus this person in between the agent, you just sell me one-to-one -one your house in uh, one uh, yep. crypto like token you send me the token right. now I have your house but you need to give me the key but right. yeah and that could be like very useful because yeah. we, we don't spend that money on the side we don't get scammed by some uh, institution or whatever like uh, on the process and we just go like one to one it's verified on the blockchain and, and yeah so I'm trying to understand and to involve myself more into that to understand more how it works and one day I will come up with a, with a great uh project uh, about crypto and nft because i think it's the future yeah and that day i will uh, let you know and let everybody know and if i come up with something it will be for the long run so i will put my name on it so i will i will just try to 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 be useful for the uh, crypto world and uh, for the nft world in this case yeah and you invested in crypto early on yeah in 2017, uh, like I start uh, mid 2017, yeah, I start and uh, I rebuy when it was uh, when the it start crashed. of COVID. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I rebuy a lot. Yeah, yeah, because I I really believed in it. 
So yeah, I still believe in it, but I, I sold most of it just because I wanted to, to be comfortable for playing right. <laughs> big. Right, right, right. <laughs> for playing big, I'm going to buy a house in Vegas. I'm going to oh, buy... Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Just not to live there, but to, to be there when it's World Series sure. or even other series. Sure. Yeah, and I'm going to buy uh, houses in, in different spots where I like to go. Yeah. Uh, like that, I'm going to be also more diversified. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because cash, it's good to have, uh, the, the poker player needs to have a lot of uh, uh, funds on the bank account because you, we play big and it, right. can, it can go wrong. Right. Uh, but also cash, we know that it's uh, devalued every year really quick. Yeah. So <laughs> we just lose money without seeing it. So right. we need to diversify with, with, with those real estate thing, I yeah. think. Uh, I'm now still young, but I, I, I bought my first house uh, to rent, to, to, to make also profit on, yeah. on renting. And, and I will continue in, in that also. When you win a tournament here or when you just cash in, mm. in general here, do you pay taxes here? How does that work? Now we have a we have a um, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm staying in Malta, mm -hmm. which is a which have a um, I would say uh, they 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 work with so countries works with the uh, United States and there is like a percentage uh, that is taken, but it's small amount mm -hmm. uh, from your uh, winnings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's small amount. It's not uh, that big of a deal. And when you come over um, from home, when you come here, do you bring cash with you or do you wire it to the, no wire. You wire to yeah. the hotel? Yeah. So I wire to the casino and they wire me back. Okay. Yeah. And same thing, like when you go play live at the bike, same thing, you just wire you, yeah. you, you wire. Uh, well, live safer, at the bike right? or the thing, they, they give you um, a casino check. So basically the, the Bellagio will give you a casino check mm -hmm. that even if you lose the check, it's just uh, you your name another, on it. No yeah. one can, can cash in. Uh, you can you cannot do they can reissue the check so and you just do the same when you finish live at the bike they issue you a check and uh, mm -hmm. Bellagio will will take it and all casinos work like that like that you don't need to risk any any problem with uh, with some people right. trying to rob you right, right, <laughs> I yeah. don't have it's, cash it's with me so. yeah yeah I just I'm just like if you, if you try to rob me I have like hundred dollar maybe <laughs> and, and 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 that's in the good day yeah <laughs> if no it's gonna be it's gonna be just like the credit card <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> when you play do you are you listening to music and stuff when you play or you're what? uh yeah I do. I do listen music. I do listen music on on some moment where uh, the table is difficult. So if if the table is like really hard because like people are really good, it's better to listen music, I guess, mm. uh, to be more focused. If the table it's uh, kind of easy, uh, stalkative and everything, then uh, it's nice to get information by uh, by the talks they have. Mm. Uh, so to not listen music and to have talk with them also about the profile of the people. You profile people by talking with them mm -hmm. also. So yeah, and also it's more it's less enjoyable when when you are like with top pros, like there is not a lot of speaking. So right. So it's less enjoyable to be like in silent like that, you know. The music will keep help you keeping focused, but I suggest to put music that is uh, without lyrics just to to be oh, okay. more focused on the game. Yeah. Cuz the lyrics can distract you and you don't even pay attention on the on the action going on between the people. Like just like I, I find myself good with electro or yeah. with like um it's always good. Yeah. With some uh, classic music when I'm on tilt, you know, like uh -huh. uh, Calm classic down. music, yeah. yeah. No 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 lyrics and it, it calmed me down, yeah. Hmm. Uh I think yesterday you posted a pic of 
you with Phil Helmuth who's like sitting to your right. Um, in the 100K. Yeah, in the 100K. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have like a holy shit moment ever? Like where you're like, wow, like I can't believe I'm playing not only in a the 100k but it's like that's phil helmius like do you do you ha does it or is he just yeah. another player no you? no yeah I, I had those moments a bit uh, a few years ago first time it was with antonius uh, which is a friend uh, patrick antonius you know you know this yeah, guy sure, right? sure, yeah sure 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 the bold guy yeah, yeah sure he's so it's such a legend and uh patrick uh, i played him in uh the first time i played him was in um tallinn he organized the tournaments for his he has an app um, like a social media of poker called Flop. And he organized the tournament and invite me as an influencer. So they even like pay me to promote. And I played, I was, I was playing my money, by the way. I was playing 100, 200 uh, euro uh, with my money, but still like I had the hotel and I was paid for the promotion and everything. But, and I was like that, what the fuck moment I was playing against Patrick in <laughs> fucking high stakes. <laughs> And I was like, okay, man, this guy invite me here. It's like Patrick who invite me here. Right. <laughs> like in uh and not even to play, invite me here, like just to play the tournaments. And I right. decide to play the cash game because uh, I'm a cash game player. Um yeah, and it is like this guy was the guy I was watching when I was young and I, when I decide to switch to poker. I was watching poker after dark, high stake poker with Negranu, uh yep. Antonius. Uh, Ivy, yep. Duan. I used to love those. those I love those. Uh, Daniel, I'm playing him every World Series. I'm playing with Daniel, even in the 250. I'm playing in Poker Go Studio with Daniel. Uh, he's a great guy. I love his vlog. He put me in his vlog. He's so cool. And yeah. I feel like, okay, this guy I know since so many years. Yeah. He doesn't know me since many years, but he, yeah. I know him since he's many so years. He's so nice. I, yeah. you know, So he lives here in Vegas, too, yeah, obviously. And I ran into him at the gym like three, three years ago. In the, at the in, gym in lifetime yeah at lifetime I yep, I've, yep. <laughs> I've met him there really yeah. yeah and so I'm with my girlfriend I'm with Vanessa and I'm like oh my god she's like what I'm like that's Daniel Negrano like like he's poker god like that's unbelievable his, like his and, girlfriend is a DJ no speaker radio yeah yeah Amanda or yeah Amanda yep. yeah so uh so I go I go up to him and I'm like hey man I'm sorry to bug you you know but I host a podcast I'm a big fan I I know you probably hate when people you know come up. he's like yeah no man I'll I'll do it hit me up on Twitter but I thought he was just saying that to get rid of me you know and I, I walked away and I was like I shouldn't okay. have done yeah I was like I shouldn't have done that well we didn't even have this studio yet okay. we we were st we we weren't even doing the show on video okay. uh, yet so I uh, I hit him up on Twitter and he writes me back. And at the time, I had just moved here from L.A. So I was doing this show on my fucking couch in my apartment. We didn't even have a house yet. So I told my girlfriend, I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Like, I didn't really think he'd say yes, <laughs> you know? So I was like, I gotta, I should just get a suite like an Aria because I figured he plays an Aria. You know, I'm like, maybe I just get a suite and we'll do the show up there. But then it seemed weird to say, like, hey, I got a room at Aria. I don't know. It's, it seemed weird. So I hit him up, and I'm like, hey, can you do the podcast this week? He's like, yeah. Um, do you mind just coming to the house? And I was like, no, that's fine. And I'm like, I just met this guy at the gym. Three days later, he's like, come to my house, and I'm in his living room. Very easy going. Doing a podcast with him. It was just like so crazy. But, Amazing. Uh, I want a nice to, guy. I will listen to that podcast. Yeah. It's, still, it's on YouTube. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Uh, yeah, it's not on YouTube. It's on Spotify. I'll send it. I'll oh, send Spotify, it okay. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Nothing's changed. I still suck at poker. Um, <laughs> no, I'm no, getting better. I, 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 I think you have a good uh, reading of the people. Probably play uh, half of the hands you are playing now. Just play half of them. Like just right. cut, uh, fold, preflop, just preflop. You just don't yeah. play. Be more selective. Yeah. But then I think you read people well. So I think you, 
you, you will be able, if you have a strong holding at the beginning, you need to have stronger holding at the beginning. Go, those, this stronger holding helps a lot yeah. to make a good decision then. Yeah. It's way more easy to make a good decision with king-queen than with uh, queen-nine. Right. Just because king-queen will, will flop those big top pairs that yep. are really easy to play. Yep. Really easy going. You just have the, the best end most of the time. Yeah. With queen nine, you will flop only problems. Yeah. So because you lose the ace queen. Because <laughs> you lose <laughs> to king queen also. There, yeah. If you lose to <laughs> happens to me all the time. You have those draw that are not nuts draw. Yep. Uh, that will make a flush that will be dominated. <laughs> if you have those strips that are not nuts strips, there is like so so much complication to play yeah. those ends and uh, yeah, just play half of the ends and then. Yeah. It will be okay. Well, man, this was fun. I have a tremendous amount of respect for anyone that does what you do, you know, um, at that level. People don't understand uh, what it takes to do that between, the, like you said, the patience and the bankroll management and... Uh, the and, technique and, itself. And the technique itself. And um, it, was, it was great. Thank you so much Thank for you. doing this today. All right, gang. We'll see you next time on Action Junkies. Oh.